Welcome to the week with Japan Forward. I'm Mare Buzetto, a journalist at Japan Forward. With this podcast, we bring to busy people this week's news from Japan in less than 10 minutes. Have a listen. On May 20th, President Joe Biden set off for his first trip to Asia as leader of the United States. This is a key trip for Biden. He is set to meet the newly elected president of South Korea, Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida, and the leaders of India, Australia during the Quad meeting. One thing which has created a lot of buzz prior to the meeting is the unexpected announcement of the Indo Pacific Economic Framework, known as IPEF. This is expected to be a measure to counter China's economic influence in Asia, but details are still murky on what the plan will actually look like. In the lead up to the summit, Sanke Shimbun and Japan Forward sat down with US Ambassador to Japan, Ram Emanuel. To discuss some of the key points in the lead up to Biden's visit. As Emmanuel said, quote, America is a permanent Pacific power. China's entire effort is basically to say, we're going to kick the Americans out of here. But when you look at our military alliances and resources, we're here to stay. You can bet long on the United States. IPEF is an economic diplomacy that reinforces this basic point. If you want to know the inside story, read. US and Japan bringing the transatlantic and Indo Pacific together, and US envoy introduces proposed new Indo Pacific economic order on the Japan Forward website. The war in Ukraine is still raging on, and as it does, the geopolitical balance is shifting. One country, which is a big question mark in international relations, is India. Japan Forward editor in chief Yasuo Naito. In his column, cited that the Indian government refused to allow J- Japanese self defense forces planes carrying humanitarian aid to Ukraine to land in India. He also quotes a recent conversation with India's ambassador to Japan, where Ambassador Verma is quoted saying, quote, Just as Japan decides its policies based on its national interest, so too is India making its decisions in accordance with its national interest. The editor of Japan Forward therefore argues quote, It is alarming that India, the largest democracy not only in Asia but indeed in the entire world, has avoided criticizing Russia and has decided not to stand shoulder to shoulder with Western countries, including Japan. If you want to know more, read the article Refusing to Condemn Russia's War Does India Really Share Japan's Values? on our website. Follow us more for columns by our editor in chief, Yasuo Naito. As Omicron is spreading like wildfire and countries are lifting restrictions on traveling, for some, COVID is less impactful than it was in 2020. But it doesn't mean that the pandemic is over and there are still lessons to learn. COVID specialist writer Agnes Tandler wrote an article detailing Japan's early response to the virus following the Diamond Princess cruise ship incident in January 2020. She describes how the lessons learned from that episode. Meant that health policy makers focused less on testing and more on mask wearing and clear messaging to avoid the spread of the virus. This message became known as the three C's closed spaces, crowded places, closed contact conversations. 
people were to avoid the three C's and the virus wouldn't spread. Tandler argues that this was much more effective compared to contradictory mass mandates in the West months before it was even known that the virus was airborne. Tandler therefore concludes, there is no indication that Japan will ditch wearing masks anytime soon. Most likely, when autumn arrives and cases rise again, many other countries will have to update their mask guidance. They could all learn a couple of things from Japan if they wanted. If you want to know more, read the article Coronavirus Pandemic the World Could Learn from Japan if it only wanted on our website. When people think of Japanese contemporary literature, Haruki Murakami often comes to mind. But there is a woman who is helping to change the face of modern Japanese literature. Rieko Kawakami's novel, Heaven, is among six titles shortlisted for the UK's 2022 International Booker Prize. Kawakami is the second author to be shortlisted for the award, after Yoko Ogawa, selected in 2020. Heaven is a novel about a 14-year-old boy who suffers from bullying. Although the Japanese novel was published in 2009, the English translation was only released in 2021, and it has been receiving much attention abroad. The independent newspaper describes the sensation of reading it as, quote, it feels like there is a beautiful, cruel teenage boy sitting on your chest. Kawakami had previously received international acclaim for her bestseller, Breasts and Eggs. To find out more, read Changing Trends for Japanese Women in the World of International Literature on the Japan Forward website. How many times have you been asked, when will it be possible to travel to Japan? The answer is, sooner than you think, just not quite yet. But there is news on this front. On May 17th, it was announced that experimental tours with a total maximum of 50 people are set to take place as early as May. This is the first move to have tourists enter the country since April 2020. People from Australia, Singapore, Thailand and the US qualify to participate in the tours, as it has been deemed that the infections have stabilized in these countries. Participants will be accompanied by two conductors of travel agencies. From June, the government is also pondering increasing daily entrance in Japan to 20,000 a day from the previous level of 10,000. If you want to know the details, read Sean Fernando's article, Japan to accept a few foreign tourists on a trial basis on the Japan Forward website. What must it feel to finally compete at the competition of your dreams? This is the story of Shugo Imahira, a professional golfer for more than a decade. Imahira, on May 15th, won the Asia-Pacific Open Golf Championship Diamond Cup. This victory, the golfer won his spot to compete in the 150th British Open. The Open is scheduled in July in the hallowed grounds of St Andrews, Fife, Scotland. About the historic course in Scotland, sports veteran Ed Odivan quotes Imahira saying, I've been longing to play there since I was a boy. If you want to find out more about Imahira's history from Saitama golfer to success, read Ed's column, Odds and Evens, Shugo Imahira earns a trip to the British Open after weekend triumph on the sports website Sportslook or on the Japan Forward website. Last up, 
You might have heard of the former governor of Tokyo, Shintaro Ishihara. But did you know that he had a fascination for the supernatural? Writer Peter Tasker describes in his column how the politician had a fascination with adventures and especially by the supernatural, the inexplicable, and even flying saucers. Tasker writes that Ishihara visited Scotland in 1973 to hunt for the monster Loch Ness. Tasker says, quote, The Nessie hunters spent two months exploring the mysterious loch, clocking a total of 70 hours underwater at temperatures close to freezing point. According to one team member, the participate rich water was as murky as coffee. Yet, the tale turns to one of human relations, cultural exchange, and reflections on Ishihara the philosopher. The article makes for a fabulous weekend read. To find out more, check Peter Tasker's article Shintaro Ishihara the Adventurer on the Japan Forward website. Read the previous article in the series, Shintaro Ishihara, the Provocateur, which touches on the author's personal interaction with the political figure on the Japan Forward website. Thanks you guys for listening. You can get in touch on Twitter with me, at Ariel Buzetto. That's all for this week. Catch you next time. Next,